0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. There is a story from the earliest days of the church. New communities of followers of Jesus were springing up, and they were trying to live into the call that the gospel had on their lives. They were pooling their resources for the good of the community, They were meeting regularly for prayer and teaching. They were caring for the widows and the hungry and those in need of their ministry. Observing all of this, one Roman citizen commented aloud, look at those Christians, how they love one another. Tonight's passage from the Gospel of John is all about loving one another. In it, Jesus gives us a new commandment. The name Maundy Thursday actually comes from the Latin mandatum novum, or new commandment. Jesus tells us plain as day, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. If we are to love one another as Jesus loved us, what does this love look like? Well, for one thing, it looks like washing one another's feet. In Jesus' time, no free person washed another person's feet. Hosts would provide water so that a guest could wash their own feet. And sometimes they would offer a slave to wash the guest's feet, but a host would never wash their guest's feet but Jesus did. Jesus as Lord and Savior acts from love and not from power. In strength, he humbles himself to serve those whom he loves. Any of us who've had the opportunity to humble ourselves before others know that this comes from a place of strength and not a place of weakness. This love looks like forgiveness In washing the disciples' feet, Jesus is bringing them into relationship with God through him. He tells Peter, if you don't let me do this, you have no share with me. We must allow Jesus to cleanse the muck that we carry around with us. We have to let go of our pride and accept this ministry from him, knowing that we have no share with him until we're willing to let him heal and cleanse us. This love is unwavering. It doesn't rely on feelings, but is grounded in our relationship with Jesus. Jesus washes the feet of Judas, who will betray him. He washes the feet of Peter, who will deny him. He doesn't say, you haven't been loyal to me, so I'm going to withhold my love from you. And he doesn't say, you haven't lived up to my standards, so you have no share with me. Jesus does not meet evil and sin on the world's terms, but on God's. Our loving one another has very little to do with our feelings and everything to do with our commitment to God. This love looks like service to one another Jesus' foot washing is not only a gift, but an example. As he washed the disciples' feet, they are to wash one another's feet. Think of how uncomfortable this charge would have been for the disciples to hear. Many of us take all kinds of issues with washing another's feet or having our feet washed, even without all the societal baggage that this act held in Jesus' day. Jesus was calling his disciples to share the kind of love that goes beyond, that startles, that surprises. The example of foot washing is a call to do what is needed, not merely what is expected, to translate love into service. Finally, this love looks like community. In both Jesus' command to wash one another's feet and in his command to love one another, there is this sense of mutuality. People wash and love one another. No one is self-sustaining. We become who we are called to be only by living in the community of the faithful. We are empowered to serve as love is both given and received among the followers of Jesus. At the beginning of our passage, we were told that having loved his own, Jesus loved them to the end, even though they would betray him, even though they would deny him, even though they still didn't understand him, he loved them to the end. Living this call to be a follower of Jesus is hard and we will most surely be betrayed and denied and misunderstood as we live a life committed to reflecting God's love to one another. But in the immortal words of Martina McBride, we are to love him anyway. (laughs) Jesus tells us that if we have love for one another in this way, everyone will know that we are his disciples. They will know it not by our right belief statements, not by our right worship, not by our moral perfection. They will know it by our love. This new commandment epitomizes what the Christian life is intended to be. Wouldn't it be music to Jesus' ears if someone was moved to look at our lives and observe Look at those Christians, how they love one another.